Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. All right, then. So today we are going to do something new. It's a first for the show. Uh, in that I am going to be playing you another podcast. Yes, someone else's podcast, quite literally, is what you're going to hear today. But there is a method to the madness. So let me explain what it is. Today you're going to hear a broadcast from a new podcast called The Fluent Show, which is run by my friends Kirsten and Lindsay. And um, it actually used to have a different name. It was called The Creative Language Learning Podcast, but it's now been rebranded to The Fluent Show. And uh, the episode that you're going to hear is actually an interview with me. So Kirsten invited me onto the show to discuss the new German course that we are both working on together. Now, it's quite a long episode. It's about 45 minutes or so, so much longer than your average I Will Teach You a Language um, podcast. But I wanted to present you the whole thing. I I thought about maybe putting it in as a two-parter, but I decided against it because it's quite an an interesting in-depth conversation and I don't really want to break it up. So you're going to get the full thing here today. And we talk in some depth and at some length about the, the process of creating a course and all the different questions and uh, dilemmas that we had while creating it. And also for, uh, for, for Kirsten as the teacher on the course, as the main tutor on the course, what it was like for her to teach using the methodology that I've created um, for the course. Uh, it's very, very interesting. For those of you uh, in, involved or interested in teaching or course design, you're going to find a lot of things to think about in this episode. The background, of course, is that back last summer, I released a new Spanish program, which uh, being the creative genius that I am, I called a Spanish beginner program. <laughs> it has since earned a name. We've upgraded it and it's got a name now, which is Spanish Uncovered. And uh, it took us a while to come up with this name, but the idea is obviously that being a, a course based on story, what you do is you read the story in Spanish and then you uncover the language. You learn the language from the reading that you're doing. So I think it's quite a nice little metaphor. And obviously we've extended it now to the German. And so it is German Uncovered is the name of the course. In terms of the methodology, the German course is very similar to the Spanish course, but with some key differences. And the differences are accounted for by the differences between the German language and the Spanish language. So again, for those of you interested in the differences between languages and learning multiple languages, uh, this is very, very interesting stuff. Uh, The Spanish course itself, Spanish Uncovered, you can find by going to SpanishUncovered.com. The German course will be released hopefully next month in May 2018. And as we always do with uh, with new courses here, you get a, a special discount if you are one of the, the first early adopters. Um, and if you'd like to be notified about that, you should go to germanuncovered.com. And that will send you to a page where you can sign up for the notification list and be the first to hear when we actually launch the course to the world. So I am really, really excited about this. It's been a, a, a fascinating experience and a very rewarding experience to collaborate with someone like Kirsten, who is a very, very knowledgeable, very, very skilled uh, teacher. And uh, you will hear in this conversation um, just why that is and all of the, the things that, uh, all of the thought and work and effort that goes into producing a course like this. It takes a long time. Um, but just like anything, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. So uh, you will hear all about that in today's episode. Before we get into the conversation itself, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. 
who are, of course, italki. And for those of you learning German or any other language, it is one of the most convenient places to start speaking. You can get lessons with professional teachers or simply have time speaking the language with informal tutors, whatever works best for you. And you can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, I'm going to put my editing skills to the test and splice you into this conversation with Kirsten from The Fluent Show. Hey, Ollie, how's it going? Hey, Kirsten. Hey. Doing very well, thank you. Good to talk to you, as always. You are coming to me from far, far away on the other side of the world. Is that right? I think you're the one that's far away, actually, <laughs> from, from, from what I can tell, far away from here. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in, I'm, in, um, I'm in Hong Kong as we speak. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, wherever we happen to be in the world is always the center of the world for us, right? So Europe seems very far away for, <laughs> for, for, from here right now. Fair enough. You see, on the Fluent Show... Usually I'm, I'm, I'm podcasting with Lindsay and Lindsay has been going around the other or like another corner of the world, right? She's been going. Yeah, she's on the other side, isn't she? Canada, Peru, Belize, Paraguay. And it's always like, hey, Lindsay, where are you? <laughs> and I'm always in the same place. And now I've got a guest today who is again in, in a completely different place to me. So I'm reaching out to the world. And as you guys already know, I'm reaching out to Ollie Richards today. And Ollie and I, you, Ollie's been on the show before. And that was a conversation where we sort of went into putting the world to rights about education. So Ollie has a lot of passions about education and how languages should be taught. It's really interesting points of view there. He runs a tiny little blog Nobody's ever heard of it called I will teach you a language.com. What one per one person read it once, I think. Yeah, that was me commenting. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, no sucks. <laughs> now, Ollie runs I will teach you a language.com, which if you haven't heard of it, you might have seen his books, which are always on Amazon, or you might have seen him because he's been advising Langfest and he's sort of everywhere. And he also has this whole stable of courses, including one I mentioned recently in the episode about listening skills, and that was the course called Conversations, which is not much, not so much a course as a really cool supply of audio in your target language. I think you do six languages, is that right? Yeah, it's six. Well, yeah, we do six, kind of seven. Cantonese is is the seventh, but it's a little bit different. The main ones are in um, uh, French, German, Spanish, Italian, Chinese, and Japanese. That's right. French. The big six. The big six. Which some, pe which some people don't like because if you're learning a language that's not one of those six, you know, it doesn't help you very much. But those are, you know, those are the most, uh, the most, the most widely studied uh, mainstream languages. Yeah, they sort of. They're also sort of lots of people's first language to, to, to study. If you're an English speaker, you, you kind of go for one of those. So the conversations thing, conversations package, is basically you get all these cool audio dialogues and they're really well recorded. And I've been playing around with the Italian version of it and you get transcripts and they're just long enough to really challenge you. Bearing in mind my Italian is 15 years old but still, you know, like understandable. And I knew what people were talking about straight away. And I sort of got the gist and, and got most sentences, etc. So it was a, it was a really intriguing kind of thing. 
So there's conversations. There is another product called the Spanish Academy. And Oli also teaches something called Spanish Uncovered. And today he's here to talk to me, really, or <laughs> we're here together to talk to you guys about how Spanish Uncovered has become German Uncovered too. So Oli, where did where did this uncovered principle come from and what is it about? Yeah, well, I mean, the, it's worth saying, I guess, that the uncovered name is new, actually. I See, one of my worst, one of the things I'm worst at is names. I'm terrible at names. Whenever I, whenever I make something, <laughs> I just like, that's why my blog is called I Will Teach You a Language, because I literally couldn't think of anything else. Um, so the name uncovered actually came about from a, a brainstorming session that we had uh, a couple of months back, didn't it, with uh, the two of us and, uh, and James. And um, the the basic idea behind the kind of the uncovered theme is, is is this: the traditional way of teaching languages is very grammar focused, vocabulary focused, um, instructional approach. It's what you find in most language classrooms, mm. and you, this 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 happens even. It's a very curious phenomenon, even with teachers who have learned um, languages themselves. Let's say you have a, in your case, Kirsten, a, a, like a native German who then learns English and learns English to a phenomenally high level. What often happens then is when the when that person goes to teach the language, or maybe their mother tongue as well, rather than teaching the way they learned, which is often or usually through lots of immersion, lots of um, lots of reading and listening, lots of interaction with people, thousands of hours of uh, of usage of the language. What they do is they they start to break it down and they start to break it down into grammar rules and and things like that and teach through this kind of bite sized um, step by step approach, which is not at all how they how how they learn. And so the reason that happens generally is because that's the most that's the easiest way to break it down. If you have a thirty minute lesson or a sixty minute lesson, you know the best way to kind of show some tangible progress, um, which is important for a teacher, right? Because the student wants to feel like they've learned something. The, the most, the easiest way to do that on a lesson by lesson basis is to take one sort of discrete item of language, like say, uh, 10 vocabulary items or the present tense or a pronunciation issue, for example, and then teach that in a, in a lesson. And so that's how lessons go. You kind of go from one lesson to the next, learning one separate piece of information. And in theory, you kind of learn all this stuff, combine it, and then you end up being able to speak fluently in the language, right? And it's also how you can run a big group, right? If you're a teacher and you've got this job of like make language happen for 20 people at once, you feel like you've got to check certain things off. It's really curriculum-based. Exactly. Uh, for, for most people in most situations, that way of teaching is, is really... I mean, whatever, however you argue the methodology of it, apart from anything, it's how students expect to learn. You know, we've all got memories mm. of learning languages from our schools. Uh, we, we kind of have this, whenever we tackle anything in life, like whether we're learning about, you know, personal finance or, or fitness or eating or whatever it is, you know, we try to go off and we try to research stuff, understand the, the component parts and then, and then do it ourselves, right? But the thing is that, that language learning isn't like that, as we all know. The fact that you study something does not mean that you've learnt it. Um, it's the, the in, in linguistics, we often talk about input versus intake. So the fact that we've had a bit of input, meaning we've been told something or we've heard something, it doesn't mean that 
it's become intake. It doesn't mean that we've actually internalized that and we now know it. It happens much more uh, in a much more uh, intangible way. Now, so for most most language classrooms, teachers are dealing with the reality that they have in front of them, which is students who come for lessons, you know, once, twice, three times a week, and they a more kind of bite-sized, systematic approach is the most convenient way to do things. But for me, when I decided to make my first language course for beginners, which was the Spanish course, I really wanted to have fun with it. I really wanted to create a course. Like I, I really, for me, I, it was something that I'd been toying around with for a very long time. Like, do, I, do I make a language course? It's really hard to do that. Eventually, I decided that I have to because people kept kind of coming to me and saying, look, I want to learn Spanish. What, what have you got for me? And my answer was always, well, nothing. I had to recommend other people's stuff. So I thought to myself, well, okay, if I'm going to design a language course here based on all of the things that I know to be true from all my experience learning languages, what would it look like? You know, forget about this thing of like having to take one lesson a week, two lessons a week. Forget about having a, you know, a language school where you have to publish your syllabus and, you know, meet student expectations of all of this. Just for me, if I was going to create the course that I wanted to learn with myself, what would it look like? Mm. And so, because I don't want to keep rambling, so but to finish it off, the basic premise of the course is, look, you learn languages through lots and lots of input. You have to spend time with the language. You can't just learn to speak, although obviously that, that helps. You have to spend lots of time reading, to the lang- reading the language, listening to the language. And so with the Spanish Uncovered course, what we do is we teach uh, through that approach. So the students, they come in and they, they, they read and listen to a story. And that story is at the center of the course. So by the time you get to the end of the course, you've actually read and listened to an entire story in Spanish. And then what we do is we teach the language by taking out bits from the story and teaching the contents. That's mm. a very long answer. Sorry, but that's, uh, that's, that's where the uncovered element comes from. Yeah. Oh, allow me, allow me to, to break it down a little bit then. And there's, there's something really interesting there that I, as a, as a German teacher, have, have found as well. When I teach people one-to-one, when I'm doing tuition or if I'm doing language coaching, we have the opportunity, in, if, it, it is, if it is language-specific, but also when I'm when I'm coaching people otherwise, I have the opportunity to find their problem by observing them or by listening to what they're talking about and then say, okay, now you can go, now you actually know what what where you're stuck, you can go away and look that up. And in the past, as a as a tutor, I have worked on bits of what I see in Spanish slash German uncovered. So we'll get to that in a minute about why it's German and Spanish. And I taught by explaining, you know, grammar, etc. But I had that opportunity as a tutor and a student had the opportunity equally to receive that information at the point when they need it. Whereas the teaching that you're describing, that kind of curriculum-based classroom teaching that we all, we everybody hated in school, right? It's just like, I don't know anybody who comes to me and says like, ah, oh, English lessons in school. Yeah, I loved it when we, when we learned, I don't know, the past tense and then we went away and we looked at things and talked about things <laughs> in the past. It's like, nobody says that because no, that's not really, that's not how it works, right? You, it works the other way around. You, or that's, that's how I believe learning works you've got to have to question yourself 
People can't put an answer in front of you. It's not jeopardy where you go like, here is an answer. What's the question? It's the other way around. You have to have the question inside of you or, or like, you know, on the tip of your tongue. And then you go, oh, what's the word? Oh, how do I make the sentence? Oh, I don't understand this. And then when you actually have a need for the answer, then you're going to go and find the answer. So in the past, I have done the sort of, I have got um, this German course, which is German grammar for beginners. And I've got a French version as well, sort of finally get it in French grammar. And the whole idea of why it's called finally get it, it's partly because people told me, oh, I finally get it after watching. I was like, okay, cool. Call the course that. But also because in, in the course introduction, I spend a lot of time saying to people, look, don't watch every single video and then go like, okay, this is German grammar, check, you know, I'm now A1. Because you're not going to remember anything. Because again, you it's exactly like you're saying, you're going to have a load of input, but you're not going to actually take it in. Whereas instead, what I would like my students to do is go, when they realize, oh, I don't know how to say this, and the lectures are kind of called like how to talk like this, or, you know, how to describe something, how to say something is bigger than the next, instead of superlative and comparative. So I wanted people to come with the question. Whereas what I have seen in Spanish uncovered, or just let's just call it uncovered course for now, in German uncovered, is this really smart thing that you've added and that I really enjoy working with, which is you put enough language in front of people that the questions just automatically come. And then we can take the text that you started with. So first, number one, you don't feel like an idiot because you are challenged as the learner to be capable from the first second because you've got this story and you're already trying to figure stuff out. Number two, your questions get answered based on what you've just read so you can actually see it in action. You've already taken it in. Like you already kind of know the answer. And it's just like, there's a few explanations to help you with the answer. And number three is you're reading a cool story and it's actually interesting. Yeah, I mean, one, one of the interesting things that happens with this is that, you know, when, when I explain this concept to people, one of the first reactions is, well, you know, if I'm just, a, if I'm a complete beginner, how can I read a story? You know, how can I, how can I read a book? Oh, you'd be surprised, right? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you if you walk into a bookstore and you pick up, you know, a, a book intended for native speakers, of course, you're going to get lost. And this is part of the problem when people try to read books and listen to podcasts. They just take stuff that's far too difficult. And so what we do in the Uncovered Course is we take a story that's been specifically written. I mean, it's simple language. You know, let's, let's be honest. It's not highbrow fiction or anything like that. It's a simple story. But the story is good and the story is fun. I mean, we were just chatting before uh, we started recording here and you were you were talking about how the story is is actually it's fun to read like you actually want to read it and find out what happens mm-hmm. um and but it's very carefully controlled for two things first of all for length so you so it's something that you can manage in one sitting and then secondly for language so we very carefully control which words and phrases and grammar make it into the story um so you've got this kind of magic combination of something that you can grasp and take in and also not get overwhelmed by because it's not too not too long. But the the real interesting thing is that what the the if you look kind of log into the course and you look at the student feedback from chapter one, everybody says the same thing, which is like you know my god when I when I listened to the first chapter of the story I was totally lost and I I felt like giving up. But I followed the instructions and I listened over and over again 
And then I read it along as well with the, with the text. And as I was doing it over and over again, the story suddenly kind of materialized in my mind and I suddenly find my, found myself starting to understand it. Mm. And that's exactly the effect that we're after because what's happening, you're not learning, piecing it together through these uh, you know, a priori, through, 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 through rules and trying to intellectually understand. Mm-hmm. You're simply spending time with the language, a spending priori. time with this thing you're trying to learn. And it just kind of come and it comes out and it emerges as you're doing it. So it's partly a, a linguistic thing, but it's partly also kind of training you to re- to realize, look, there is a very simple way to get used to a new language, which is through repeat exposures, through you know listening many times, reading many times, giving your brain the time and the space to actually to actually discover by itself. Uh, which is something that again is very difficult to get in face to face language classes because the teacher's not going to sit there for half an hour whilst a student just reads something over and over again, right? And yet, many in many cases, that is exactly what they need to do. They need to spend time by themselves with the language until they get it. You know, this, you're, you're so right. And the, the, the thing I like about that is that it grows your confidence because a lot of people, when they first, and with, with German especially, right, that's something that we, when we did customer surveys or when we did surveys about the people who were learning German, we say, hey, what do you find difficult? We realize people are scared of German. That's something I've, I've found right from the start. There's a few people who, they're, I don't know why. Well, I mean, I can imagine, but I don't know why, really. And people have, one of my jobs in as a German tutor has always been, except for the few kind of brave souls who are here and who kind of went, right, this is a challenge. But for a mm. lot of people, I've spent time always building up confidence and showing people like, no, no, you can do this. This isn't, this isn't like going to break your head. German is not going to break your head. It's fine. It's just, you know, there's just some bits. And I spent a lot of time, you know, building up confidence and this way of this way, this course works. And I'll be honest with you. I wasn't sure this was going to work for German as well as for Spanish. I was scared of German too, turns out. And (laughs) when you first came to me and you said, so, so guys, by the way, if, if it's not entirely clear, I'm working on the German course. I'm making German Uncovered with Ollie. And he came to me and said, hey, Spanish Uncovered's working well. Do you want to do German Uncovered? And I was like, sure. And then he said, okay, so the first thing we do is we put all this language in front of people and they just figure it out. And I was like, uh-huh, that works in Spanish, but not in German, surely. German is too mm. cool. And then you put me in touch with, with somebody you know who was a complete beginner in German. And I met him online Mark. and I was like, yeah, Mark, you go, Mark, you're awesome. Um, you put him in front, or I put him in front of me, really. I put the story in front of him and I said, look, just read it. And I'm going to just like watch you and I'll be here on hand to try and give you a few hints, but I won't explain stuff to you. I'm just, I just want to see how you, you know, if this makes any sense at all. Chapter one. And Mark's like, no, no, I'm a complete beginner in German. He's an English native speaker. And he goes... And I could see him figuring stuff out, like totally. And him saying, like the words he said was just like, he's like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't complicated. So every now and then I'm kind of giving a few pointers, especially on what we'll get to in a second, cognates. I want to talk to you about that, what they are and why German is so interesting in them. And the more he interacted with the text the more it was like he was basically reading english 
you know, he was looking for the meaning in the same way you do when you're reading English. And it's not actually all that different. And your brain is so capable of figuring stuff out. And that's why we, I'm, I'm so on board with this uncovered theme, because that is what your mind is doing. You're like taking all well, this. It, well, it's what you just said there, right? Sorry to interrupt. But it's like, you, the phrase that you, that, you, that you used just a second ago is the key. You're looking for the meaning in the story. Right? Yeah. It, it depends what it, it all depends on the question you ask. If the question you ask is, how can I understand this grammar point perfectly? Which is what most people ask, right? If the question you ask yourself is, how can I master this grammar point? Then guess what? You're going to be, you're going to be here for years. But if the question instead is, how do I understand and enjoy the story? Well, suddenly the grammar becomes irrelevant, well, not irrelevant, but it becomes much less important. Because all you need to do is just get the few little bits and pieces you need to understand the story and follow the plot. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you can put grammar to one side until you're ready for it later. Well, grammar and is get a on means the, to an get end. Get on with the story. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, Earlier you were talking about how people are intimidated by German grammar. And I think, it, I think a lot of it comes down to the complexity of the, uh, of the, of the grammar because it's more complex than, than French or Spanish, for example, objectively. Um, but again, that's only a problem if the if your aim is to master the grammar yeah. at the beginning. But if, if you don't, if you if you if you kind of if you are able, if you have the courage to say to yourself, you know what, I am prepared to put grammar to one side whilst I study this language. As soon as you do that, if you're able to do that mentally, psychologically, then what you suddenly discover is that you can have you can just you can you can really enjoy learning the language without any of the stress associated with learning the grammar. And you can allow the grammar to just become familiar to you over time. It's just like um, uh, it's just like what they say. There's a, a, a phrase in Japanese which is "narao yori nareru," which is instead of learning, get used to it. What's that? What's that? Teach me that. What? "Narao yori nareru." Oh my god! Okay, this is literally all I know in, in Japanese. It's like <laughs> konnichiwa. So "narao nad, nad- N- oh, yeah, that's it. "Narao yori." Yori, oh, oh, with an R, like a very silent R, huh? Well, it's like the L in Japanese. The L and the R are the same. Okay, yori. Right. Yeah, so nada u yori. Nada u yori. Nada du. Nada du. Okay, okay, I'll say it again. Nada u yori. What was it? Nada du. Nada du. You see how long that, you know, if you're listening, you see how long that took me then, and I've already forgotten it. Nada, oh my God, because there's a lot to do. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of tricky for your it's, first Japanese phrase. Well, I, don't, I know, but I'm not scared. <laughs> and this is funny, because like, it reminds me of, of something I keep saying in the German course as well, in, in every German course I've ever taught, because German in particular, I think, scares people as well, because it doesn't like unveil itself slowly. The grammar doesn't. If you have any German text, even even our simplified texts, by about chapter five, it's like, okay, here is all the grammar, because it's hard to be expressive without it. But I spend so much time just saying to people, like even in the course, just saying, here is a thing that happens. Just be aware of it. Don't worry about it. You know, well, we can figure the exact bits out later. Whether a word ends in E-R or an E at the end of the day is not going to stop anybody understanding you and it's not going to stop you understanding what is coming in. And, and every question you get you so have, hung up on that. Every question you have about that grammar, whatever that is, during, for example, chapter five, mm-hmm. every question you have 
will get answered over the following 15 chapters if you just persist and carry on. Because what happens is you can get used to and, and understand and learn certain things naturally without the need to actually, quote unquote, study the thing. And that's the beauty of, of spending so much time actually uh, you know, listening and reading to a story. You get so much for free and without trying because uh, you're just spending time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in most traditional ways of studying, you do, all you do is exercises in the classroom. You know, how often do you go out and, you know, back and sp- spend hours a week actually, you know, reading and immersed in the language? That, that doesn't happen, mostly. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, people, I cut you off. But. People misunderstand immersion. It's, oh, look, cutting off, that's the fluent show. Um, people misunderstand immersion in a way because I think a lot of people think immersion means I'm just going to, have language like thunder at me at full speed even though I can't I can barely walk yet and I mean you know you've got a little daughter you can't put her into like I'm good like, come on like do a marathon right or <laughs> 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 you can't it, it does things happen in steps learning happens in steps learning anything happens in steps and it is not enough to just read or just listen without understanding and I think that is what what I'm excited about with German Uncovered is that you read and you listen and you are challenged to stop to start spotting the patterns yourself. And once your brain sees those patterns, that's that's the key to language. You know, then you it's all patterns. And then you've got I'll, I'll be there like telling you more about the patterns. And something that I really am excited about with German is like as I am teaching this, I am every now and then learning, or I'm learning actually a lot, about the connections between German and English. And mm-hmm. this is so different to Spanish and English. Like grammatically, I already knew all this. I I'm a grammar nerd. I think that's partly probably the reason why why you asked me to, you know, to to teach this course is because I'm a German native, but I think I explain German well, and I really understand the connection between German and English grammar. But word-wise, I had not been aware even of how connected German and English are. And you know, Ollie, they're all connected through all these Germanic roots. So even when I was first working with Mark, uh, we, we had this word, there's this word in the in the course where one of the people is a linguist, and we could just write in the German text, like, so-and-so ist ein Linguist. Hey. But if you take linguist and make it into a German word, you know, not a Latin-based, but like a Germanic-based German word, you have the word Sprachwissenschaftler, which... Okay, we need that, we need that one more time, please. I was going to say, which at first go was a bit like, <laughs> what? It's a bit like Nado Yuri Nanidu. Nado Yuri Nanidu. Yeah, the first, the first time you hear one, the first time you hear one of these long words, it's like, well, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. what, what just happened? Exactly. So Sprach, <laughs> right? And Sprach comes from Sprechen. When it's written down, it's S-P-R-E-C-H-E-N. So as an English speaker, you look at that and you go, Sprechen, Sprechen. Okay. No, no, no. And a lot of people, like I saw it in Mark, jump from that to speak, which is what it means, which is because... Back in the day, they're all the same. So you've got speak, basically. And then you've got wissen, which at first sight has nothing to do with English, right? Like yeah. W-I-S-S-E-N. 
But actually, listen is really related to the old word or the English word wit when you say like have your wits about you, right? So wit is intelligence, knowledge is being aware. So then you've got speak, wit, and schaft is the German ending, which is the English ending ship. You know, when you say like friendship, Freundschaft, partnership, it's, it, partnership. It's so, it's so beautiful when you start to see all these connections happening. And I, and I, can, ima- I can imagine from your side, like how this, this stuff is, is kind of new to you, because I think this is something that in many ways you've, you can only really get coming from a native speaker perspective, right? Because it's just so, it's so hidden in there. And that was, um, that was one of the things that, um, that when I was teaching the, the, the Spanish course, cause I taught the Spanish course myself and even like, despite all my experience with Spanish, when I, when I started to actually teach the contents of the, of the stories mm. and I was looking at this vocabulary and, um, and we took this approach of, you know, looking for the vocabulary, which, uh, which we would call cognates, right? So there's there's a link between the, the Spanish word and the English word. Even more than I realized, there were so many words which you can relate very easy to the English and understand them mm-hmm. uh, from from the English. And this is this is a kind of native speaker advantage, I think, where 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 you kind of put that in front of people who are learning the language for the first time, and you say, "Hey, you see that connection there? Just like you did with the linguist word." It is, and uh, you you show that connection, and then it's like suddenly like the it's like the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulders because you just realize hang on a minute this language that i thought was incomprehensible is actually so much closer than, than i than i thought and that, and it gives you a way in and i think um one of the things that, that that's important to mention about this is that the reason because we're actually in every module of the course what we do is we devote an entire lesson to cognates right and the reason we do that is because it gives you vocabulary for free. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to it to, to study in a language, right? You have to learn a lot of stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff you get for free. And just with a little bit of pointing out and showing, look, you see how that word here sounds a bit like this? With a little bit of that, suddenly you get access to hundreds and hundreds of words without having to study them. And it's an it's a, it's a extremely motivating thing. You know, the coolest thing about it is once you've done the whole Oh, speak, wit, ship. Okay, linguism. You know, like, once you've done that much thinking and recognizing, you're never going to forget that word again. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the coolest that's thing it. about it. Yeah. And, and that's, to be honest, that's how I learn vocab. Even in Welsh, that's how I learn. No, I mean, you know, Welsh it has less in common, perhaps a little bit, but there is so much that it brings in from English and there's so many ways that and actually every now and then there's a word that looks like a french word and stuff and when that happens it's so much easier to remember so basing things on what you already know it it works and i'm surprised with how well it works with german so you you have a really cool you kind of put a cool challenge in front of me one thing i wanted to maybe not disagree on but sort of uh, expand on is this idea of you know like yes it's it is a native speaker thing because I'm a German native speaker, but I think I couldn't teach this as I couldn't teach the connection to English if I didn't know English so well and if I didn't love English oh, so yeah, much. Of course. Mm. You know, you don't because <laughs> it can be hard for me as a native speaker to see the words that an English speaker would automatically recognize, and it's the well because sometimes they're not, but sometimes they're not totally clear. I mean, it's not like in mm. Spanish, for example, 
for example, in Spanish, where a lot of the words are even spelt the same. So, you know, the word la, la nación in Spanish is nation. Mm-hmm. And it's spelt exactly the same, except mm-hmm. there's a C instead of a T. Um, but a lot of, in German, a lot of the words are connected to Old English, which are words and spellings that we don't have anymore. So even if you are like 100% fluent in English, you're not going to know Old English. None of us know Old English, right? No, um, exactly. Except we do have memories from school of having looked at a bit of Shakespeare or something like that. So we've, sometimes these connections are quite distant, um, but they are really things that, you know, only only a kind of well-read native native English speaker would be likely to to kind of get. Um, but, but it but, makes but again, it so much more rewarding. Like it's, yeah. I, I, I saw this with Mark and I see this every single even I like I'm teaching the thing every single cognate lesson that I teach I come out of it feeling like I've I've enriched myself like linguistically and the thing is and this but this is what you're talking about here this is why um as you mentioned earlier this is why I asked you to to work on this course with me because the although obviously we're here in this conversation we're talking quite a lot about the course but the, the real point here is that this is how we learn languages ourselves right I mean, this is this is what we do when we want. To, like you've been talking about what you're doing with Welsh. I use exactly the same um, techniques with with Cantonese or Japanese or whatever I whatever I'm working on. These are not things that that you need to go and buy a course in order to do. It's all about the approach. And when, like you know, for example, one of the things that I has totally changed for me over the last uh, four or five years in terms of my approach is like before I focus a lot on speaking. You know, I'd learn a new language and I said, right, how can I start speaking right away? And yeah, there are there are tips and tricks and things you can do to get speaking quickly by learning a lot of phrases and having a lot of spending a lot of hours doing language exchange and things like that. But it's a very shallow knowledge you have of the language because you're not very good at understanding and comprehending the language. Right. So one of the things I've started doing instead, which I believe you do a lot of as well, is just spending a lot more time listening and reading to to texts in the language, looking for those cognates, looking for things we can learn. This is how we do it mm-hmm. ourselves. And so, you know, like I was saying earlier about why I created these courses in the first place, it's like, if if we're going to make a course like this, it's going to be exactly how we want it to be. It's going to be our own thing. And if people don't like it, well, you know, there's plenty of other options out there. But this is something that we can like confidently stand behind and say, look, this is, this is where it's at. Mm. You know, they- we plant our flag in this, in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in, this, in, the, in the ground. And and something that we we learned at, at Women in Language that really stuck with me, um, which I kind of already knew, and and I just discover it more and more, is when you're having fun, your brain is when your brain is having fun, you learn, and it's it's not about putting all these like grammar exercises in front of you and just kind of going through them. Although I have to admit, like in in Welsh at the moment, like I do this and it really calms me down. But I don't think of it necessarily as learning, it's sort of just like meditative practice of going through, <laughs> you know, like going through a Welsh book and doing like the, the this is the best something, something, this is the highest mountain in Wales, da, da, da. But it's not, I never go at these and I go, okay, now, now I've, I've learned them and I'm going to know them forever. And this idea of the brain learns when you're having fun I found that to be one of the most inspiring things about language learning. And this is, this is honestly, and we have to wrap up, but this is honestly why I never took traditional teacher training because I didn't want to be so bound. 
And when I first started mm. teaching German, why I came at it from this point of view where I was like, no, we're going to do, we're going to do this differently. And I'm going to look at what you need. And we're going to, you know, if, even if, if I don't know it, we're going to figure it out together. We're going to sort this out. And it's, it's an approach that has served me extremely well. Now, as a learner, you can't really get that very well when you don't have the one-to-one tutor. And I think this German uncovered concept of, okay, we're going to start with the story. We're going to start. That is probably one of the closest ways I have seen to teaching in a way that helps you open your mind so that you're like ready for whatever's coming at you. And then also I'm really enjoying making these. We include speaking prompts, not just prompts, but like speaking exercises that you can take straight to your tutor in every lesson. So you can like, Take your speaking lesson, take it to your tutor, and your tutor knows what to practice with you based on everything you've just learned. And then you can move on to the next chapter, and you're going to want to because you need to know like what happens next in the story. I mean, people like to learn in different ways, and I think that's, it's important to acknowledge that. Like, we, you know, we're kind of coming at this saying, look, this is how we believe languages are best learned, and how, you're, how you can really get... It's not about learning the fastest way in the short term, Mm-hmm. Um, but it is about getting further in the short term, you know, having a, it is about developing a more, uh, a much more comprehensive understanding that, that serves you much better in, in the long term. But we, but we kind of have to acknowledge that, um, people do have activities and ways of learning that work for them. My, like, I, for example, I like using flashcards, right? And some people, I mean, I mean, you know, it, flashcards get such a bad rep in so many ways. Um, and you can find lots and lots of, um, places to, uh, you know, lots and lots of sources for saying how bad flashcards are, how you should never use them, but they work for me and the way that I use them. Right. Mm. And similarly, I like to speak right from the beginning, um, with the kind of course that we're creating here, you really don't need to speak from the beginning at all, but you can go through the whole course and you can learn, you can get the complete value from the course without speaking with anybody. And that's absolutely fine. However, there are people that like to speak from the beginning, right? And so that's exactly why we've included those, those, those exercises, because for the people who do want to go and start speaking with people right away, you've then got that option and it's totally streamlined. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go and practice with some random person on the street. You know, you can literally just go and, like you say, hand this pack to your teacher and it's all written in German for the teacher so they, can, you know, they literally know exactly how to help you practice the stuff that you've learned from the lesson. So you're kind of, you know, working in the recycling of the vocabulary, recycling of the grammar, the practice with the speaking. I mean, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a bit full service, you know, it's like all in one, you, you essentially get this, this package put in, no, not put in front of you, but you kind of get, get guided through this package really. And you can, you know, like you can actually take things and leave them and because it's a that's the beauty I still think of a video course because it's all right there for you on video you choose how slow you go how fast you go and which bits you want to do again and that is something that you don't get in an evening class yeah exactly I think the only requirement really is that you buy into the concept of learning through story now you if you're the kind of person that cannot sit still for more than five minutes um you know, it's probably not the right thing for you. Yeah, you're you have probably to... not listening to a fluent show if you're that person. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh, although, because it's a podcast, you know, you you know, you might get a lot of very very active people. Uh, I mean, I'm a bit. I find it difficult to sit still. I have to be honest. But um, 
but you know, you, you have to be on board with the concept. You have to like stories. You have to like listening to stories. You have to like reading. You have to be able, you have to be on board with that concept. Uh, now, Ollie, got to wrap it up. But if people want to, you have to stop. I, I I could go on for two hours. So you know, you have to you have to stick a knife in it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to. Yeah, I love to. Oh, I love to have you back on the show. This is what I say to so many people, and yeah. I I just always can't wait. And if will you come back on the show, please, at some point? Oh, go on then. Okay, so uh, we'll have Ollie Richards back on the Fluent Show. And if you guys have got any questions for Ollie, uh, particularly because Ollie is, you're, you're a linguist by training to a certain extent as well, right? Well, yeah, that, I mean, I am. And that's uh, part of why I, I kind of get so serious sometimes about language learning, because I can't just, I don't allow myself to just kind of go on feeling. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I've done too much study for that, and I, you know, I have, yeah, I have a, I have a master's degree in applied linguistics and uh, various other things, and um, so I, a lot of that kind of gets fused into the stuff that I talk about. I love this. I love this. It's like every now and then I can feel you going into nerd mode, and it's just the best. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to rein back because, um, you know, it's not good to leave people behind. But at the same time, you know, if you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to take advantage of the fact that we have a highly educated language nerd on the show every now and then, who isn't me, <laughs> please do send me your questions. You can find us on Twitter. We've got the Twitter account for the show, which is at The Fluent Show, or you can simply email me and the email address comes in the outro. Ollie, thank you so much. Now, if somebody is interested in German Uncovered and if you are listening and you're you've been intrigued by all this talking of a course and you want to see what the product actually looks like when it's all put together, you know, with the story and the videos and the speaking exercises and gosh, so much more, so much more in this course. There is so much in this German course. There's a lot of work, I can tell you, making it. And I cannot wait until somebody sees the results of that work. So if you're interested, please, I invite you, do check it out, German Uncovered. It's a slightly different way of learning German, but I think you're going to love it. If people are ready to experience German Uncovered for themselves, Ollie, where would they sign up? So the best thing to do is to go to germanuncovered.com, germanuncovered.com, that's all one word. Uh, and depending on when you're listening to this, if you listen before uh, May of this year, 2018, you, what you're going to have is a, is a notification list because it won't have been released yet. So if you... If you uh, put your email into the notification box and what we'll do is we'll send you an email when it's ready to launch uh, and then you'll be notified about that. Uh, if you listen to this in the future, then you can just go to germanuncovered.com directly and then that will take you straight to a place where you can uh, find out more information and join if you like. And that's all you need, germanuncovered.com. And I really hope you enjoyed this show slightly different one talking about you know a course and how we think learning should happen and how we've put that into reality like i said i can't wait for you guys to see it and i want to say thank you to my guest for the show ollie richards thanks ollie thank you kirsten it's been fun as always <laughs> okay bye guys Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually 
putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.